there is almost no evidence to suggest that a child who commits a sexual offence against another child is going to grow up to become a person who sexually molests or sexually um, abuses children in the future. So the simple fact that a child is then labelled as a sexual predator is then unjust. If an adult commits a sexual offence against an adult, his or her name is not placed on the sexual offenders register. But the mere fact that it is a child, that they are then prejudiced by the inclusion of their names on the National Sex Offenders Register. Morgan Courtney is an attorney with the Centre for Child Law. The centre is legally representing Childline, Teddy Bear Clinic and Necro, who have made submissions as friends of the court. Teddy Bear Clinic and Childline are typically involved in child victim support programs, while Necro is a child offender program. They all say that while it is necessary to ensure that children face appropriate consequences for their crimes, the automatic placing of their names on the register is overkill. The logic is pretty sound. A child will generally commit a sexual offence against a child. It does not necessarily mean that he or she is sexually interested in children. Joan Vanikirk is a senior manager at Childline. She says adolescence is a time of great selfishness with a drive for instant gratification. Vanikirk says many young children lack the necessary maturity and understanding around sex and sexuality. Vanikirk highlights damaging myths that young children are exposed to. One thing that we've come across with children who've been to initiation school, children who've been to initiation school are sometimes told that until you have sex with a girl, you're not a man. Total tripe, but anyway. So they will seek out girls just to be able to make that transition because they believe it to be true. These myths may play a big part in motivating children to commit aggressive sexual acts against their peers. We find two children have lots of myths about masturbation. And one of the things that's essential for adolescents is to learn how their bodies function and not learn by having coercive sexual relationships with other children, but to learn by exploring your own body. Those myths about masturbation have to be dealt with so that you can say to youngsters, yes, some of these young boys feel an enormous sexual pressure because of the racing hormones and so on. It's fine. Touch yourself. You've got two hands. And because of the inclusive nature of the definition of what constitutes a sexual offence, most young teenagers could find themselves falling foul of the law. For instance, if a 16-year-old is convicted of having quote-unquote consensual sex with his 13-year-old girlfriend, he runs the risk of being included on the sexual offenders register, possibly for life. Although the register isn't intended as a punishment, it does hold devastating consequences for a young person. Joan Fernikirk of Childline explains. Well, it does mean that certain occupations will be closed to them, possibly medicine, possibly nursing, possibly police work, and possibly work in the human sciences, any profession or occupation in which they come into contact with children. And it is overkill. I think there's a place on the register for older children who have committed multiple offences and who have not successfully gone through a rehabilitation program. And we're not saying to the Constitutional Court, no child should ever, ever, ever go onto a register. What we're saying is, let there be a proper assessment, let there be an effort made at the rehabilitation of the child, um, and then we assess whether or not this child remains a risk. The current case before the Constitutional Court 
centers on a 14-year-old boy who was convicted of raping three younger boys and stabbing a 12-year-old girl. His conviction for four serious offenses means that his name could be placed on the register for life. Under the Child Justice Act and because of his custodial sentence, the case went on automatic review to the Western Cape High Court. The High Court went a step further by declaring the section unconstitutional even as it relates to adult sex offenders. The Centre for Child Law's Morgan Courtney. The court may have overstepped the mark. Um, and we'll wait to see, I guess, what the Constitutional Court says about that. And the reason we say that is simply that if one has a look at the facts of this case, the court had a child offender in front of him and everyone came prepared for arguing it along a, a children's rights perspective, either for or against. Um, no mention was made of adults during the proceedings. So the Constitutional Court might actually decide otherwise insofar as the unconstitutionality for adults is concerned. The state is not opposing the confirmation proceedings in the Constitutional Court. This means that they agree that this particular section of the Sexual Offences Act does not pass constitutional muster. But while they lambast the High Court for going beyond the ambit of the original case, they do go on to say that the law may be unconstitutional for both adult and child offenders. Justice Department spokesperson Ntunzi Maga says they do not oppose the High Court's judgment. Of importance is the fact that the Department of Justice is the custodian of the constitutional rights of everyone, including the children, has the interest of the children at heart. We are prepared to argue the matter next week and we will definitely not be opposing the judgment or appealing against the judgment. The Constitutional Court will hear arguments this coming Thursday.